0: Yo, what up everyone, you are listening to Behind the Baller Podcast. This is a podcast that goes deeper into my life and much more in-depth than I have ever gone on social media. This is really me, behind Ben Baller, behind the Ben Baller moniker, the father, the entrepreneur, giving out life advice, giving out free game, and telling you what's good with everything in the world today that matters to me this is the freshest podcast unfiltered underrated and always raw this is episode 45 the weekend wrap-up and we are live in green miserable bay wisconsin oh man so today we're gonna get into how shitty american airlines is um how I hate weather and pussy ass pilots and fucking the whole way the fucking aviation business works. Um, Safety first, yes, but still pussy ass bitch shit is what I don't like. Um, We're going to talk a little about Dallas and how goddamn cold it was, but how beautiful my guy Ed's wedding was. Um, We're obviously going to get into the Green Bay and Seahawks game and how we're on vacation now. And that uh, I hope the Green Bay or the Titans or Chiefs win it all. So Friday morning, I wake up to a message on my phone that my flight from Burbank to Dallas-Fort Worth was canceled. You know what, not a big deal. Um, I didn't know it was any kind of like trap uh, uh, storm or anything. I checked the weather, it didn't seem like it was a big deal. But uh, I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'll change it right here on the app, no big deal. So um, it wouldn't let me change anything going from Burbank, and it's just so convenient out of Burbank, because I don't have to worry about shit, I could just go in and out, no issues, I don't give a fuck how much valet costs, it's just the convenience, so I was like, you know what, fuck it, I know it's Friday, I'm just going to go out to LAX, it's 10 times easier, with all the drama I had going on, trying to get a flight from Green Bay to to LA and everything else, I'm flying back to LAX anyway, so I don't want to Uber, just drive my car there, you know, I just want to get there, get to Dallas, you know, catch a movie Friday night, chill, um, hit the Galleria Saturday early. Who knows? But nah, none of that shit. Let me tell you something. You already know that I had a fucking eleven plus twelve hour fucking nightmare drive for Christmas, right? Driving from San Francisco to LA, and you know that shit was. it was my worst nightmare. I'd rather do that any day of the motherfucking year, any day of the week, any day of any time. Then deal with what I did with on Friday Let me tell you something I did 114, 116 flights 2019 last year And I never had a day like this um, Three flights All of a sudden are cancelled uh, Two of the ones that I chose 11am uh, uh, 1130 So all these flights at LAX to Are just all of a sudden cancelled Due to a crazy storm and a tornado coming Which I had no idea about so finally I find a 12 p.m. I'm a twelve p.m. flight says it's cool. No big deal, you know? 12 p.m. I would land in um in Dallas at 4 40. So the flight is, you know, two hours and forty minutes. I board. And you know me, I'm always ready for Freddie. Okay. Um they ask me early, would I like to have lunch? You know, with Alaska and um Delties of Airlines, they let you pre-book your food and shit. You know, American is just I don't know what the fuck is going on. Anyways, had a really decent ravioli lunch i really enjoyed this fucking um this uh i'm sorry not ravioli it was fucking enchiladas they were really decent and um it's just my time to pass out you know i'm like let me take let me take a little nap so i'm crisp when i get back to you know when i get to dallas i'm I'm crisp and uh i listened to this podcast that mike robport suggested it was called the score uh diary of a bank robber and uh, this guy is really successful at robbing banks, a lot of banks in uh, Southern California. And um, Mike said this shit was fire. In fact, I even texted him, and he says, yo, this shit is lit. And to be honest, me and Mike Rapport usually see eye to eye on a lot of things. Like, we just have so much in common. It's pretty scary, even down to fucking having colitis. Um, but let me say, this podcast sucked, all right? That shit is pure buns, all right? it's the booty of the butt, you know, the heel of the loaf of bread, it's just, it was, fu- it just fucking sucked, this shit was so ass, I don't even want you guys to make your own opinion about it, it's just terrible, but um, in this podcast early on, this guy's fucking talking so much about his fucking early life, it's just like shit, it was like three or four fucking episodes, he's talking about his dad beating his ass, and that shit could have been one fucking episode, I don't, you know, I just, I don't know how the fuck, like, you know, I jumped into podcasting. I'm a rookie in the game and, and I, I got it immediately and I understood what the fuck it was. Some of these people, man, 36 minute episode, like what the fuck is up with these people? You know, give the people, you know, like they're, shh. anyways, this guy talks about how much his dad beat his ass. right? and when I say beat, this dude's dad, he made Joe Jackson look like fucking Ellen DeGeneres. right? but, after listening to like a few episodes of that and just like fast forwarding here and there, it actually hit me really hard. You know, I'm sitting on a flight and I'm just had a crazy start to the to the day. And I'm thinking about how it hit me because my dad whooped my ass so bad, right? It's fucking crazy. Like my dad beat me with the fucking stick. Okay. My dad beat me with the belt. Um my dad beat me with his fucking hands, his feet. And like, he honestly would try to hit me as hard as he possibly could. You know, my dad was a big dude. My dad was like 220, 5'10". Like, my dad literally tried to hurt me. You know what I mean? He, he could hit a, another adult and fuck him up. This is when I was like, you know, six, seven, five, eight. My dad even hit me until I was like 15, which is just like, you know, to this day, I fucking hate my dad for it. I have zero regrets about cutting him off. I don't fuck with my biological father. Um, I know that kids today are soft, but even back in the 70s and 80s, and whether it be Asian families, black families, Hispanic families, you know, families that whoop ass, this was just jail time for sure. You know, when I think about it, it's it's just fucking nuts, man. Um, my wife, you know, she she brought more about it. You know, she would think like, this is why you are the way you are and whatever, and just whatever that means. You know, um, obviously I got anger issues, and um, I definitely have... I can't say too much more, obviously, because I would, I would put, incriminate myself, but, you know, I've I've been in a lot of fights and, and um, had a lot of issues growing up, and it's just, it definitely fucked me up mentally in many ways, and I know, you know, I could never sleep at night knowing that I beat the dog shit out of London and Ryder or Kaya, like, I just couldn't, like, I could barely spank fucking Kaya, I just can't, you know what I mean, and, like, this definitely, my my dad, the way he, he beat my ass, it contributed to my rage for sure and such, you know what I'm saying? Anyways, that podcast sucked. And so I fell asleep on a plane. Um, I woke up and the captain is speaking and he's talking about, oh, we're running out of gas, so we're gonna need to divert to San Antonio. I'm like, the fuck you, ta- San Antonio, what are you talking about? The person sitting next to me had said that we had circled around Dallas fort worth airport for 45 minutes literally he's watching the thing just circle and circle and circle for 45 minutes i look outside the window and it's not even raining and um there's all these cancel flights out of dallas and whatever and it's just all this shit that's going on it's starting to rain a little bit but air traffic control wouldn't let us land and i'm like, honestly like i you you say fuck you and land when it's clear and like you know just chill on the tarmac or something just so we're in fucking dallas you know um you know, it's, it's like I it said, it's barely raining, you know? So like, you know, we could've landed in, in, in Love Field, Dallas, but no, we fly an hour to fucking San Antonio where we sit on the tarmac when we land for a fucking hour. This guy comes on, he's like, oh, I could take 10 people at a time if you'd like to leave, but if you leave, you're off, you're not coming back on this plane, you're not going back to Dallas, some bullshit like that, I don't fucking know. So finally we get the taxi to the gate and they ask us, uh, they're like, hey, listen, you have a choice, you can go back to Dallas, which we don't know what time will be, but you're scheduled for 9 p.m. Or you can just try to rebook your flight and uh, first of all and go to a hotel local here, you know, near the airport and we'll pay for it. And uh, you catch the flight in a.m. Um, yeah, no, fuck that. But like 90 percent of the people decided just to, you know, stay because they wanted to go back to Dallas. And a lot of people are actually connecting in Dallas. So, you know, it's way too late. They, they've missed their connecting flights. So, you know, I'm I'm like, fuck that, I'm waiting. So, you know, we get off. They tell us not to leave the airport. Uh, don't leave the area, because if we leave the area or leave the, you know, the terminal, um, we'll have to go through TSA check-in again. So I chill. I start watching, you know, movies. I start watching Dark Knight and fucking anything that's long. And um, that turned into five-plus hours of chilling. All right? You know, mind you, this shit is, I was up at like, you know, getting my kids ready, you know, getting all that shit going, but like you know, I'm ready to head to the airport at nine. Like I mean, I'm I'm, this whole ordeal ordeal is is just gone way too fucking long. I could have went to fucking Asia for the type of time I was in here. So we know we're chilling along, and um, you know, five plus hours, man. And then think about the hour that we signed the tarmac, the two hours and forty minutes that got there, the circling around, the fucking DFX like a fucking asshole Um, around 10 p.m the fucking crew brings like 20 30 pizzas and a gang of bottled waters for everyone and I was like okay something is going on um I, t- I talked to the the supervisor and she's like oh uh crews that keep flying in they keep t- refusing to continue they, they don't they don't want to fly to Dallas you guys so um and then at this point the pilots that had flown us um to Dallas they have flown their legal limit which you know whatever by I don't know, it's whatever the fuck, FAA or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, because people are like, they see me going through this shit, and they're like, why oh, don't you have a jet by now, and blah, blah. You know, you guys really don't get it. like, especially with, like, a solo person is, is just, do you know a private jet, let's just say, something decent, right? And let's just say a flight from Los Angeles to Dallas, and then from Dallas to Green Bay, and then, like, back to LA. You know that shit's like $100,000, like, easily, like, you guys don't even get it. And on top of all that, you know, started doing some research because my boy Paul is thinking about buying a jet, and a really small one, like little Duval size. And um, private jet pilots aren't as experienced; they're they're more laxed. And um, commercial airline pilots, they go through way more training. Of course, you're know, the responsible fucking you can kill a bunch of people. That's why there's so many private jet accidents. You know, way more than you hear of commercial accidents. And um, they just don't have the same compliance. You know. And like, you know, small jet can't go against bad weather. You know, that's why I like, that's another reason why I don't fuck with it. You know, the turbulence is ridiculous. Anyway, so we finally leave San Antonio and we arrive in Dallas and it's 1 a.m. It's freezing fucking cold. Can't believe I'm in fucking Texas. It's raining hard as shit. And the airport is packed. It's like, what the fuck is going on? It's 1 a.m., you know. Over 600 flights have been canceled due to the storm and tornado. So I'm like, you know what? I go outside, order Uber and um, usually the Uber I ordered cause my hotels 17 miles away would be for an Uber XL be like 40 bucks, 45 max. And because of all the people there, there was a surge. So my Uber was a hundred and fucking $52. I'm just like, is an Uber X, like I was, it was just, it was just unbelievable. I finally check into my hotel, you know, um, hotel, little snack bar, I grab some Reese's Cups, I grab some Doritos, sunflower seeds and some fruit punch and my waters. And I go to the room and I wind down. I pass out around 2 a.m. At around 6.30 in the morning, I wake up to take a piss. And I'm like, yo, you know, I must be high as a motherfucker. I stop, I look out the window, I'm like, wait a second. What the fuck? And it is snowing. Like we're in Alaska, like snowing, snowing. I go to my phone and I look at the Apple weather app. And it's in the fucking 20s, and yes, sure enough, it's snowing. I'm like, when the fuck? I've never even been to Dallas before when it was 60. Like, this is crazy. So the um, hotel manager in the lobby, she's like, listen, I've been living in, in Dallas for 60 years, and, and it hasn't snowed like this in 40 years. And by the time I was up in Adam and got out of the hotel and shit, there was still snow all over the ground. Um, there was snow on top of the roofs of the hotels, on top of the top houses, On the side of the road and shit. I'm like the fuck. So anyways. I asked my followers. uh, What's the best fried chicken spot? And um, I hit up this uh, fried chicken spot called Babes. And fuck man. It was so goddamn good. This place was so fucking good. Um, I've been to a few spots you know. And I just wanted to try something different. And uh, I got the fried catfish fillets. And some fried chicken. Their sides are family style. So they bring out a bowl of mashed potatoes. Um, bowl of gravy, uh southern corn, green beans, a biscuit, you get this salad salad. It's just I knew this it was gonna be lit, right and it, it's like I said, it's family style so they bring you um it comes to your meal, and if you want more, you just ask, they'll bring you more, and it was just fucking so goddamn good. I was so happy, I was so full. I had the worst headache Friday after all that traveling and shit. um of course, I got a big ass gallon of sweet tea. I drenched my entire motherfucking meal in Louisiana hot sauce. And um, by the way, sorry, you know I lost my voice because obviously I was at the game, screamed my motherfucking lungs off. So um, I uh, I leave the the restaurant. I head back to my hotel to put a tux on, get ready for my boy Ed's wedding. Um, I mentioned before that Ed is a. Uh, he was second in charge at World Star Hip Hop, and once Q passed away, they had offered me the presidency chair and to be the face of the brand. I didn't want to do it. So, uh, Ed stepped up as commander in charge, and plus, he's the only person I can fucking really do this shit, like, you know, he knows the company that well, and Ed's a smart dude, he's just, I'm so happy for him, and, uh, congrats to him, um, but it was really his wedding, you know, obviously, you know, I made the beautiful ring for his bride, Heather, um, congrats, Heather, I made the rings for her, engagement ring and wedding band, and, uh, the spot, was called notting hill i think in little elm texas it was fucking beautiful man this wedding the venue was lit man this shit was so it looked like a texas mansion um obviously got to hang out with my world star fam who i'll see again in 10 days in san diego for q's memorial but we just had a good ass time man you know it was like it was funny i've never been on a wedding that had country music and shit it was some motherfucking some country ass texas ass white folks man sorry yeah this shit was funny but we had a lit ass time and um I had to personally deliver the wedding ring because I cut it close making the ring because I'm, you know, making Cuddy's piece and everything else. So that was another reason I was stressing out so bad. And I was like, I can't just ship this bitch. I got to get out here and make it in time for the wedding. Um, Come to find out, I wasn't the only person who had a shitty time getting to Dallas. And uh, Chicago on Friday and Friday had over 800 canceled flights. So, like, I'm stressing out because my flight to Green Bay is uh, via Chicago. So um, I'm, just, I'm just tired as a motherfucker. Um, I check out of the wedding at around 11 p.m. I head back to my hotel. I'm like, I need to pack and ready for this big game. You know what I'm saying? So I wake up dumb early, 6 in the morning, just in case, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, it's central time, two hours ahead. So it's 4 a.m. body clock time. Just want to make sure that in case there's any cancellations or issues, you know what I'm so i I want to get to the airport and make sure I can deal with it then because getting on the phone ain't going to crack, you know? So I head to the airport at 7 a.m. Um, for a 10 a.m. flight. You know, I get to the fucking Dallas Airport. It's fucking huge. Um, Fort Worth is. And my flight is on time. No drama. But again, man, DFX Airport is just big as fuck. The TSA pre-check at this gate alone is like 38 gates away from my fucking gate. You know, but I refused to go on a regular check-in, just which was closer to my gate. I was like, fuck this. I'm carrying a heavy-ass backpack. All this podcast equipment and shit. So I'm like, you know, I get on my flight, no problem. They had a Chick-fil-A right outside my gate, but it's Sunday, so I'm fucking mad, um, they got steak and, uh, shake and steak, steak and shake, is that what it's called, I know they only got it like in Atlanta and Florida, but, um, I don't eat red meat, but, uh, I know they got Whataburger, and I don't think Whataburger has, a um, Impossible or Beyond, yeah, I don't know, I, I could be wrong, anyways, I get on my flight, no problem, it's, uh, a little less than two hours, I land in O'Hare at, uh, like 11.45 a.m., we got there a little early, and I don't have to run to my gate now to catch my flight to Green Bay, which leaves at one. And my gate was only 12 gates away, right? But in O'Hare, it was like all fucking confusing and it just tripped because it reminded me, I passed by this, and I go to O'Hare all the time, but I don't really fly American all the time. And um, I passed by the, um, the little food court area where me and my wife had our first trip together 10 years ago, almost exactly 10 years ago to the date. In fact, literally 10 years ago to the day. And um, they changed the gate three times my fucking little small ass 65 person plane commercial airline to fucking to green bay and i'm like yo did they not realize i got a, you know motherfucker's trying to get to the game like what's good man so i get to the gate uh, the new gate and not only does the gate change again but now it's delayed an hour so i'm stressing because my original flight you know was supposed to land at 2 30 and i'm like all right well you know 2 30 uh I can, um, you know, get my bags, get to my hotel, and then we can smash over to Lambeau Field and still have time, whatever. But, you know, so now my flight is supposed to land at 3.30, 3.45. It got changed again. And then finally, you know, listen, man, I landed in Green Bay at 4 p.m., smallest motherfucking airport. It's about one quarter the size of fucking Burbank. This airport is smaller than fucking Amarillo. This is a tiny-ass airport. There's two baggage claims for the entire airport. And I'm talking about tiny miniature baggage claim, right? So I landed four, and uh, if you guys remember, uh, or if you guys follow me on Instagram, you know, I don't really know. You know, I, I was, uh, I got an extra ticket to the game, and instead of selling the ticket for 800 bucks, whatever the fuck it might be, I paid like 600 for it, but the tickets went up. You know, if you don't know that Green Bay has, every game has been sold out for like the last 30 or 40 years, or even even longer, and the waiting list to get season tickets is over 20 years. So anyways, I decided to give away the ticket, I went through all kinds of shit, 3,000 something DMs, 4,000 DMs, right, get down to a couple people, finally I choose this one guy, and um, his name is Vic, dude was super cool man, and um, one of the little stipulations I made was like, hey listen, you gotta pick me up from GRB airport, and uh, he got to the airport at 2.30 for my original flight, so we hung out there for an hour and a half like a fucking champ, this dude is a fucking G, and he picked me up at the airport. Um, This dude is literally one of the most decent guys I've ever met, just off the internet, whatever it may be, he's super cool. Glad I chose this dude. Um, I did a um, slight background check on him, he gave me his driver's license and everything, but dude's from Chicago, 30 years old, he's married. You know, he's just, again, dude was solid, didn't didn't mean no, you know, just cool as fucking. So, you know, he drove up like a champ, no issues, no complaints, nothing. He takes me to my hotel, I go meet up with my cousin Rex, who flew in from Seattle? Um, Rex flies in a day early to avoid fuckery, but really, that motherfucker mixed up his midnights. So like, you know when like, let's say for instance you're flying on Tuesday at 12 a.m., but you don't realize that you think you're flying on on Tuesday, but really you're flying on Wednesday. So he got the days mixed up, so he did flying early, whatever. Um, he's lucky he didn't get caught up in the Chicago bullshit. But finally, we get to my hotel at 4:20 and you already know I see 420 it's time to smoke pull out the vvs and we hit that motherfucker heavy it is fucking freezing outside i'm talking my face hurts shit is just cold as a motherfucker right get to my hotel and my hotel is average as a motherfucker this shit is just just super average i'm like bro like for real and i like last time i was in green bay was a decade ago when um my boy Ryan Grant was a good friend of mine my bro Charles Woodson you already know 20 years me and Wood go back both play for Green Bay and like I stayed at my boy's crib right but this time I had a hotel and this is the hotel where the Seahawks were staying at and like I can't even complain dog that I actually got a suite and like this starting offensive lineman who didn't you know weren't even in a suite and it's just anyways man we call Luber because parking is just a shit show I heard so um We leave Vic's car at the hotel, and um, we head over to Lambeau Field, and, uh, you know, we're driving over there. My cousin Rex is so close. like, man, there's nothing really to do over here, you know? There's, like, a bar and blah, blah. I'm like, bro, like, are you, like, we're in the Midwest, dog. We're in motherfucking Green Bay, bro, like, you know? So, anyways, we get to Lambeau Field, and uh, I'm going to get to the game in a second. Um, My voice hurts a little bit. I need to kind of hit some tea real quick, but, yo, Lakey. My dog, Lake. You there? Yeah. Hit me with one of the instrumentals, dog. One time. My guy. Yo, to get fit in 2020, you don't have to join a gym or pay a ton for overpriced fitness equipment. The best way to get in the best shape of your life is with Echelon. Go to echelonfit.com to discover their ex1 connected fitness bikes that offer a high quality at home cycling experience at a less than half the price of a peloton echelon makes beautifully engineered products for everyone busy moms and dads first responders even elite athletes whatever your activity level is and with daily live and on-demand studio classes right in your home, you'll never have to step foot in a gym. You'll love Echelon, but if you aren't 100% satisfied, we'll give you your money back. Join the hundreds of thousands of men and women who are getting fit with Echelon. Don't pay a ton for Peloton. ton <laughs> Buy an Echelon bike today for under a thousand dollars. Go to EchelonFit.com slash Baller to learn about their limited time free Apple iPad and complete details of this exclusive offer. Echelon, it's your time. That's E C H E L O N fit.com slash Baller. Echelonfit.com slash baller. So before we get into the game, um, let me keep it funky for real. I really got this Echelon bike to get my ass into shape like for real, for real. I need to get back in gear, uh, pun intended. Um, it is the nicest stationary bike I've ever used, like for real. This is crazy. Um, you know, there's this iPad, came with an iPad area, you know, and the iPad is connected with the app and it's just got all these crazy dope features and there's like, there's, there's, uh classes you could use like, like, you know, cycling classes in real time. Um, I only use it for like 10 minutes. I can't wait to get back home and use it legit every night and every morning. This is gonna be my road to like getting back to career. And then I promised Jordan Winter of the Dust Brothers, you know, the Dust Brothers, uh, that I would get into some pickup games. But yeah, this shit is, I'm excited, man, for real. Um I'm gonna start using this bike. Uh, FYI, if you didn't know, I hate cold weather. Anyone who knows me knows that I hate any kind of weather below 50 degrees. In fact, for a long time I had my contracts and agreements that I will not visit a city that is colder than 45 degrees at nighttime. And if it is, and I had to go, my skin can't touch cold air for three minutes. This was actually in a contract. My skin can't touch cold air for three minutes or else I'm allowed to cancel my, my appearance or my job, whatever, with pay. And then, like I said, I met my wife. And my wife doesn't give a fuck about the cold and all that shit. And um, <laughs> she wanted me to come with her in Chicago in January. It was 18 degrees and snowing. And she asked something for her bikini line. And I, I just sucked it up because I really wanted to impress her. And I liked her a lot, and I wanted to be with her real bad. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go." And um, to this day, I still hate to fall in the fucking cold, and I can't believe I actually went to this game. It's crazy. So um, we get to the legendary Lambeau Field, and uh, it's it's 19 degrees outside, and um, it's fucking there's there's snow and ice all over the parking lot field. We enter the parking lot crazy tailgate parties going on. There might be 30,000 people outside this stadium, okay? This is truly the epitome of a football town, like um, the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers, this football town. You know, it's just crazy. This this is what Sunday, this is the whole fucking city is, that's all they're talking about. So anyways, we enter, and uh, I forgot my boots on the airplane from fucking Dallas to Chicago, On a carry-on bag, little little small bag, and I'm just like, God damn! Told by several people who live in Chicago and in Wisconsin, like, yo, listen, man, the cement is so cold that you get frostbite. Your toes will fucking just fall off. And and you know, I double socked it. I'm wearing fuck. I brought three thousand dollars Yeezy blinks, right? So you know they have these cushions for the because it's bench seating. It's fucking ridiculous. You could buy these little cushions. There's there's a seat back you can rent for eight dollars, and you can buy the cushions for seven dollars. So I bought two cushions. One cushion to go on top of the the seat um, back thing that already has a cushion. But I did a double cushion. Then I got one for my feet because I said if you stand on it, it will help absorb the cold, so you don't sweat so doesn't like you know because you're wearing rubber shoes, it won't go through your seat your 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 shoes so quick, and you won't have you know so cold or whatever. So, anyways, that shit worked. Pretty good, right? But my face was just completely fucking frozen. I just I had those mini hand warmers and I bought a box of the motherfuckers. I put three of them inside my beanie, all right? Literally put one in my front, two on the sides, you know, where the fold part is. I put two into each of my shoes. I put one in each of my gloves and I had one in each of my back pockets. Like I was fucking freezing. This is the coldest I've been. Like I have never sat outside anywhere for three hours and even. Anywhere near this type of weather, right? Um, you know, I follow the 12s. which is obviously, Seattle fan base, and um, I didn't see many 12s there. Right? I don't know. If they were like, you know, they're in a room. I don't know if they're in a bar. They're out here, but you know, I, I didn't see a lot of. You know, I'm sure there were there were there was at least a thousand Seahawks fans, right? May, let's just even say two thousand, but a thousand Seahawks fans. But there's eighty thousand people here, so that's just like not a factor. You know what I'm saying? So, anyways. Back to the game. Of course, we start off. And, uh, you know, no surprise. They score on us first, you know. And then guess what? Uh, Aaron Rodgers, touchdown, scores again. So at the half, you know, we're down 21-3. And um, what have I said countless times, right? All throughout this podcast, throughout the whole NFL season. The CLC Hawks, are the best second half NFL team in the league, and yep, towards the mid, you know, the mid part of the third quarter, Russell Wilson takes over. He just takes charge. All right, we scored three fucking touchdowns and three possessions. All right by the way, we missed a fucking field goal. It was a fifty yarder, but still, damn, Myers, come on, man. But the mo- we scored three touchdowns. The momentum was on our side. It's the fourth quarter now. We had the Packers against the ropes. Okay. And then, it's three minutes left, we get to a fourth and like, I forget, but it was a fourth down, it wasn't fourth and ten, but it was a fourth down, and this is for everything, okay? And I don't know, man, I mean, Pete Carroll, Sean like, they call for a punt, and three minutes fucking left? Pete, really? Like, three minutes left? This is the fucking end of our season, this is do or die, and we And we punt? Like, "What the fuck is going on? So we let our de- defense handle you know our destiny, and uh, we do good. Clowney's out there doing his thing, you know, whatever. and it gets to a third and 10 with two minutes and like 30, 20 seconds left. and our defense just sucks. we let them get the first down. And then we get one more chance with a minute and 46 seconds left, right? We got timeouts and everything. One more chance to do this. And it's third and nine. And the Packers get a super close... Like, I'm talking... It was inches. It was... It looked short. Um, Miles and uh, Jordan texted me. We were like, yo, we looked... That shit looked short. on television." You know, I don't know. It was controversial. I was over at this point. I was just like, you know, man, this is some bullshit. Um, they reviewed it and said after further review it was a first down. It's home field, you know. That's game. Our season is over. Our offensive play calls are just pussy-like, you know. Just had no words. I really was so fucking angry... I just had nothing to say. I wanted to fucking sock my cousin Rex, you know? Because man, we're better than that, you know? We got a really good squad, man. And it's just, we don't even know how to utilize our own best players. Like what the fuck, it's so frustrating and it's mind boggling, right? You know what I'm saying? I see some people who say like, oh, you know what man, uh, you know, you jinx them. Uh, every time you show up or blah, blah, it's a loot." Like, you know how fucking, you know, I actually know people in real life that say that. Like there's people like, oh, well, you know, I don't want to go there because, uh, you know, my ex is going to be there. Or this girl's here for this game. I don't want to like, and they're just super superstitious. And like, you actually think that one person or somebody could actually have something to do with the outcome of a football game or any pro like any pro sports game. Do you realize how fucking stupid you sound? Even if you had someone you didn't like. And they went to twelve games in all twelve games. That shit's got nothing—not even one percent—to do with that person. You're giving that single person who has nothing to do with the game that much credit. You know how dumb that sounds. It's just like you think they even have like half a percent something. Like do you think they're legitimately tied to an outcome of a professional game? I just I'm just. You're so fucking. Some people are so dumb, you know. There's no luck, like I'm. Just like even in life, you know, you know, lucky. Okay, great. You know, no. The more successful you get, the more luck you find. You know, it's just bullshit. Listen, man. In sports, it's skill and play calling, right? Timing. It's not luck. Like Pete Carroll or fucking John Harbaugh, you know. They don't fucking you know, they don't sit there and be like, "Oh, well, you know what? Um Anthony Davis showed up to the fucking game." So, you know, Lil Wayne was there like, "Come on, man. This is some bullshit." I'm just I mean, I'm mad. I'm not salty, I'm mad. It is a different thing. There there's salty like you like a girl, she never gave you a chance, nothing else whatever. There's a dude you don't like and then boom, she fucks that dude. This is a whole different thing. I'm upset. You know what I mean? We had, you know, we're good enough ain't some fucking dude who's thirsty trying to get some chick he'll never get you know this is real life but it just it just some of these people just fucking blows me away anyways um back to the rest of the nfl uh, the fucking chiefs played some motherfucking football yesterday god damn i won't lie they were down 24-0 in the first quarter and motherfuckers was like yo this shit is history and it and you know, I was like, I, I don't know, man, you know, these, this is the team that, you know, this ain't like, it ain't us, it ain't, it's a different type of, they play a different kind of football, you know, and um, I was on a, you know, a short flight, and uh, I get back, and I land in Green Bay, and it's halftime, and Mahomes already came back, 28-24, they went down 24-0, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here, they ended up winning 51 to fucking twenty 27, like, what the fuck? I mean, Mahomes ain't no motherfucking joke. But I'll tell you this. Um, I don't think they're going to beat the Titans. Titans already whooped, whooped their ass. You know what I'm saying? The Titans already beat them. And uh, I got a feeling the Titans might got a good chance to win it all. You know, I love the Ravens all season. You already know. I talked about Lamar. He's fucking his stud. This dude's killing it. He's just fucking like n- non-human. And then um, this weekend he looked human, you know, I, I had a weird feeling the day of the game, and I tweeted 12 minutes before kickoff. I said, you know, I got a weird feeling about the Titans. Maybe I'm tripping, but I wasn't. Derrick Henry is just the real deal. He's a fucking beast. He's the 2020 Christian Okoye, and uh, all I hope for is that either the Packers beat the bitch-ass Niners or um the motherfucking, uh, you know, the fucking, I don't give a fuck who in the AFC, just I'm, Niners... They need to lose. <laughs> Anyways, on to some more NFL business, uh, the Snickers chain is in its final stage. Uh, I had uh, laser engraved all the names of the players who won Hungriest Player of the Week on the back of the of the chain. I even put them in jersey form, but their their name's pretty dope. And now it goes to the voting to see who uh, was the Hungriest Player of the Year. And then it gets auctioned off to charity. Um, yo, Lakey, hit me one time, man and let's get into some fan questions so um this week we don't have a a ton of questions i'm starting to filter some of these things out well actually jordan and uh and miles uh, i think mostly jordan's probably filtering these things out but uh let's get into some of these right here real quick um uh 312 writes Will you be on Kerwin Fr- Frost talks anytime soon? I know you guys have some familiar, similar connections. I think you'd be hilarious together. He's a clown. You know what Kerwin is a is an acquaintance. Uh you know a friend. He's cool. We text and talk and uh, send me a Christmas card. Um I don't know It's up to him. I really can't call it, you know what I'm saying? If you want to have me on the show, I wouldn't ask him to to be on the show. I mean, if he asked me, you know what? If you guys want to see me on Kerwin Frost show, why don't you guys ask him? Why don't you guys DM him and I'm sure if you guys said that, he'd, he'd have me on the show. Um, ben, love the podcast. Car episode was great. Notice you got pretty excited when talking about the Pacifica minivan. I was looking to purchase a Rolex Datejust just as a starter. Just as a starter, is a 16 234 model goodbye or should I just save up and get the 116 234? Um, to be honest with you, if you're going to save up, if I were you, I would get a stainless uh, Submariner Date. And hands down, period. Don't even, because that's where you're going to get your money. and Always have it, regardless. Um, the Kid Saint writes, Hey Ben, just wanted to say thank you for answering my questions week after week. It makes me and I'm sure everyone else feel somewhat connected to you through the podcast. I recently saw Umcut Gems. What was it like teaching Adam Sandler the joy business for the movie? You know, Adam is a, just, you know, he's a professional thespian. Um, you know, I taught him a lot of slang words. You know, so, you know, just just working with Adam Sandler is already a blessing. You know, dude smokes a lot of weed. He's really smart, super talented. Uh, it's funny. If you guys listen to Mike Rapport's podcast, he didn't like Uncut Gems. Uh, he didn't like it very much. Um, I don't got nothing negative to say about the movie. But, yeah, you know, he loves Adam Sandler as an actor and stuff. You know, it was cool. You know, it was an honor. I don't know. It was, uh, you know, it was it was, it was real chill. Um, K-Tina writes, Yo, Ben, what's your top five places in the Northeast L.A. to eat? I know you've been going to Cindy's dinners for years. Um, shit. There's a fucking place in San Marino. I can't even fucking remember the goddamn name. Um, Houston's is gotta be my favorite fucking place. And, and you know, I just and there's only one location left and that's the one in South Pasadena or right there in Pasadena. Um, even though it's Northeast LA, it's still the same thing. Um, is pretty good. I know it's not like no fancy place. You know, there's actually a really decent spot in Eagle Rock called uh, the Taco Spot. Just love that place, man. They got vegan options and everything else. Place is good. Little Beast is really good. Um, what else, man? Um, Pine Tree's really good. Um, there's a spot in Atwater that I fucking love called Barakoa. That shit is fucking lit. Shit is, shit is super dope, man. Um, Mansur. I'm I don't know what the fuck this dude's name is. Yo, what up, Ben? Love the pod. So I know you're a diehard LA native. But if you could choose any other city in the world to be born and raised in, what would it be? Um, it had to be like San Francisco and New York City, probably. One of the two. Definitely for sure. You know, it couldn't be it couldn't be New York. I just I just can't. Fuck, I don't know what it is, man. Yeah, it'd be San Francisco, probably, man. Uh, who is Keese? Writes, yo, Ben, what was the best moment of your high school career in football or basketball? What are you asking me? Are you ask me what was the best moment of or of each? Um in football, I ran back four touchdowns. Um I had ridiculous tackles as a safety. I was laying motherfuckers out. Uh basketball, uh, you know, playing Jason Kidd was was, was a pretty big game. Um getting my first dunk in the game was pretty dope. But you know what? Um I only averaged uh you know, nine, ten points a game in basketball. So, you know, it was, it a. Was, uh, I think I was third, third on my team. But football, you know, I got down. I was not fucking around at all. Great podcast. i glad you're doing this since your blog's on uh, IF&Co. What are other areas of business, tech, or culture you would consider next or interested in that we should look out from you and your team? Tell you the truth, there's really nothing else. <laughs> I'm, I'm like... You know, I may, may, may dabble in um, real estate. That'd be on a commercial level, and that's about it. Uh, what humbles you? Um, my kids, probably. Would you consider auditioning a variety of guests slot to feature upcoming influencers and talent that may not be known to the world yet? No, I got zero interest in doing that. Um, like, bring artists to the light who we don't know yet, or connect. No, man, I got zero, I'm like, no. I'm t- I have zero care to get back into entertainment at all. Um, Tommy, 54, love the podcast. Your story inspires me to hustle every day. What was your favorite football player to watch growing up? And when is Cuddy coming on the pod? Possibly could we get Uzi on the pod? Much love for Fillerton, California. Uh, my favorite football player growing up had to be either Lawrence Taylor or Barry Sanders. Both those motherfuckers out of their minds. Uh, Cudi, think around June, maybe sooner than that. Cuddy's gonna jump on the pod. He he definitely said he would He had suggested it to me, which is crazy. Um, Uzi, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm down to get Uzi on. I'm not gonna ask him, but you know, be down to get Uzi on there. Is there anything else? Um, the Goat Seven One Zero writes: Any forest cut moments in the DMV? Shit. Was there any forest cut moments in the DMV? Not really, man. It was some legendary moments with uh, Gilbert Arena's birthday party. This was fucking 12 years ago, 13. I forgot how long ago it was. Might have been 15 years ago. No, it was, no, it was like 13 years ago. That was lit. What else in the DMV Forrest Gump moments? I'm trying to think if there's anything Virginia Beach-wise with like Pharrell and stuff. I, I, I can't think of anything in the DMV, man. Sorry. Except that George Lopez, you know what I'm saying, with Donald Trump and everything, and me being on the HBO special, that was kind of crazy. I don't know. Um, Kodo, Bill from The Ville. I don't know. Um, he writes, Yo, band love the podcast. It's the audio version of your blogs back in the day. Okay, well, where's the question at, bro? Um, what are your top five rappers' albums of all time? That's a tough one. Um, I want to say Ice Cube, uh, pre-1994, you know, that, that main career from, was like 86 to 94. I don't think anybody could see Ice Cube then. He was fucking insane. One of the most unbelievable motherfucking rappers of all time. Um, I want to say uh, Raekwon was one of my favorite rappers. Um, Andre 3000, for sure, one of my favorite rappers. Lil Wayne, one of my favorite rappers. Cameron, one of my favorite rappers. Jewel's is up there, I don't know, mention. Um, Rakim is up there, obviously, but you know, it's real technical. Um, he had a, you know, he just was so dope on some of these things, but didn't have a longer. I, I want to make sure some, you know, if I mention somebody that had like five, six years of solid, consistent albums coming out, obviously Jay Z was dope. Um, albums is too many, to motherfucking list. I might do a, an episode with that though. How did your, uh, Bryce Chisley writes, how did your stance socks endorsement come about? I'm a deep lover of stance socks and underwear and was just wondering, um, one of the guys who runs their marketing and runs their, their, their marketing is a dude named Alby. He was an original member of the LRG family and we just connected again after everything and just, it made sense. And I'm working on doing something with them as far as an individual Ben Baller sock. I just don't know what yet. There's so many other things going on. But yeah, I mean, I have thousands of pairs of Stance socks. I get, you know, uh, boxes a month, and uh, they take care of me, obviously, and other things. And much love to Stance, you know, one of my longer-running endorsements. Jose from Mount Vernon writes, Wedding Band. Man, need advice on a wedding band? Let us men know what's in style and affordable. Let me keep it 100% real with you. Unless you're someone high-profile like me, and I'm not saying this in a, you know, just whatever. Just get a regular, simple, clean, cushion-style um, wedding band. 800 bucks, man. You know what? Do yourself a favor. Do it in 18 karat white gold or do it in platinum. Just get a standard wedding band. We did a little bit of a thicker one. We got like a 7-millimeter one that we do at, at, the, at the shop now. It's real clean. It's super. It's kind of like, it's it's kind of rocking right now. So, you know, uh, check out if co um, Fooer763 writes, then love the podcast question. I've always asked myself about the wealthy. How do you manage all your money? Uh, multiple bank accounts, investments. What is the way of doing it and keeping your money safe? You know what? For the longest fucking time, I just did it myself. I wrote everything down on spreadsheets. I had what was coming in, certain things, whatever. You know what? If it wasn't for fucking Suleiman, my wealth advisor, my CPA accountant, I don't know what I would do. You have to really trust a great advisor, period. A wealth manager, you know, a CPA, something like that. And uh, that's how. Otherwise, I don't know what I would do. Um, King CJ, oh eight, Chicago stories. Hey Ben, Chicago native here. I was here. You talking about the shy? Any stories about um, Chicago? I was a youngin back in 05, 2010. My chicago man you know i don't know man uh r kelly r kelly when he uh came back with that number ones album, number number ones that was a number number one album whatever it was like oh nine uh r kelly flew me out and he was a fucking motherfucking dickhead he was a bitch um his crew was all fucking suckers they all punk pussy motherfucking bitch ass motherfuckers in fact you know what I kind of wish I had a motherfucker got ran up on by some motherfucking real, like, some real fucking disciples, man. He was just a fucking bitch, man. Um, I got crazy stories about. I remember I was in Chicago. The last day, the last project of Cabrini Green was around, I don't know if that was 13 or 2012 or somewhere around there. I was with my boy Bird, and Bird is a legendary gang gangster, real legendary, legendary. Bird's dad ran with Larry Hoover, um, Larry Hoover's son. Fuck Bird is a legendary gangster. And uh, that's my boy. Shout out to Bird. And I remember uh, we were driving by, and, man. It was fucking motherfuckers shooting, fighting, and shit. It was crazy in that motherfucker, cause it was the last project, and you know they didn't want to fucking have him, you know, tear it down, cause you know obviously you know how the projects go. Um, I don't even know, man. There's been Michael Jordan stories. Fuck, I had an apartment on Michigan Ave in Chicago. Uh, legendary parties with fucking Jim Jones. Uh, fuck, I got someone part of treated crew. That's a Chicago crew. Um shit man, rest in peace, Tim Buck 2. There's so many things with Chicago, man, I can't even think about it. Um Melvo 09 writes, what up, Ben? Showing love from Houston. What's your all time favorite bear brick? It is without doubt the green Fendi one thousand percent. And I think oh no, we still got some more. You know my name writes. What do you think about Louis Vuitton versus Goyard in general? What do you prefer? I mean, I like Goyard because it's a little more exclusive. You know what I'm saying? It's harder to get. Um, I don't really fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? I used to have Louis bags here and there and this and that. I mean, I have a couple small things. You know, Goyard, I have a small couple accessories. You know, um, if I didn't give a fuck, I was just going to dro- drop some bread. You know, I'd, I'd probably grab a trunk, you know, a big-ass Goyard trunk or something. But, you know, I do want the Louis Vuitton um, monogram um, uh, ping pong paddles and shit. Other than that, I I don't really give a fuck about the high fashion. It's just really not my thing. JG852020 writes, Are you going to get Grant Cardone on your podcast? Uh, I don't even know who the fuck Grant Cardone is, bro. Sorry, man. (laughs) I don't know what to say, man. Um, Grudging Drought writes, Dear Mr. Cusack, I listen to your podcast ritually. The Jordan Belfort episode is by far the best yet. Second would be Jeffo because he's a funny FOB. What are your thoughts on Vegas Dave? You know what? I just found out who Vegas Dave was recently through my business partners, um, Mike and Pat through VVS and all them. I don't really know, dude. I know he does bets and stuff, everything else. Seems like a cool guy. Uh, no idea. You know, I find out more about him and then uh, if, uh, you know, schedule's align, I'd love to have him on. Tar Heel Psycho writes, or Fizco writes... So I met you at the Drake concert in Oakland in 2018. You chose me to get on stage, shoot the half-court shot for 24K, and potentially get a chain with the most important jeweler living. I obviously didn't make the half-court shot, and I missed the cut on the chain. My questions are, May, I have the chain as as a consolation since I've had so many sleepless nights thinking about missing the shot. Would you, Drake, and future The Prince be able to sign the jersey I got? Shout out Ben Baller. Yeah, you know what? Um, You ain't gonna get no chain, man. Sorry, bro, you had to make the shot. Um, yeah man I don't know how I I, I autograph it but yeah I definitely would for you can't speak on behalf of future or behalf of uh, Drake and that is it y'all questions man keep sending them leave a 5 star review and I'll keep answering them much love So that's it, y'all. I'm uh, headed to San Francisco. I'm headed home today. So uh, I'll be back home late night. Um, eight hours after you guys get this podcast. Uh, but yeah, I'm headed to Sac- Sacramento for a photo shoot for my Ben Ball the strain, uh, weed strain. And uh, then going to drive to San Francisco. Going to be in San Francisco this weekend. Um remember to tell people about this podcast. And subscribe if you haven't. Um, that Jordan Belfort episode was crazy. It did the numbers I thought it would. Motherfuckers loved it. Other people had their own opinions. Whatever. Cool. Listen, man. I think it's time for me to jump on some other people's podcast. I was talking to Joe Budden, um, via DM and text, and uh, either he's gonna jump on mine or jump on his. But uh, you know what? Hopefully, Joe Rogan sees some of these these little tweets. I didn't add him at it. You know, what I'm saying other people. I, don't, I want it to happen just because he wants it. But hopefully, you know, Joe Rogan gets me on his show. And I know for sure it'll be one of the biggest episodes he's ever had. When I went on, Michael Rapport's episode was one of the top um, downloaded and most trafficked or viewed or downloaded uh, episodes ever. But anyways, listen, I'm fucking exhausted. I love you people. I, I, I love all my listeners. Thank you for making Behind the Baller podcast what it is. God bless. Uh, y'all be easy. Suck it easy. I'm out. Peace.